with Chapella Upgrade Round the Corner, we want to touch on every important piece of information that can help you understand the Ethereum protocol. If you heard about Builder API and want to learn about its importance in Chapella Upgrade on Consensus Layer Client, continue listening. Welcome to Peepenny. I'm Pooja Ranjan with the first episode after completing this century on this Ethereum educational series. Today, we are going to talk about Ethereum Builder API. To learn more about what it is and what role does it play in helping withdrawal with Kapela Upgrade, we are joined by Gajender Singh. Welcome, Gajender. Thank you, Pooja. For people who aren't, Gajender Singh is an Ethereum client developer, recently joined the EIP editing team as well. He has joined us on Peep and Eep a couple of times before to talk about Lodestar and Ethereum JS. If you want to learn about these clients and others, check out our Know Your Client series on Peep and Eep. Well, as per today's topic, Builder API, the term was mentioned in almost every CL meeting right before the merge, and I'm curious to learn more about it. So without further ado, let's peep in. Hey guys, we are here to talk about Builder APIs and Capella. As you would be more familiar with the more popular name, MEV Boost. And as you know that MEV Boost is used to build highly profitable blocks on Ethereum blockchain. Some arbitrage opportunities that are out there and they submit private bundles which are not visible to everyone. And if a validator includes those private bundles, the payout to the validator is quite high. So the way this works is that MEV Boost is a sidecar to Ethereum local execution client. So a validator will request to build block on local execution client as well as on a builder. And it will then basically select one of the blocks and then it will basically propose it and include it in the blockchain. And as a result, the validator should get a good payout. So if you look at the top level flow, what really happens is that a validator needs to register itself to the to the MEV boost relay and MEV boost builders, which is, is like a marketplace. So they are people who are basically submitting these private bundles and they are sort of bidding that, okay, this is the price they would, they would be happy to pay for that bundle. And what really happens is that validator also registers themselves to the ME to the builders. And so so the flow starts with registration of the builder, registration of the validator to the builder. And when the time for proposal comes, a builder will a validator will ask for a payload header, which which the builder will reply uh, and provide. And that payload header will not have any transactions in it because the entire purpose of MEV boost is of MEV boost slash builder is to hide the transactions until they don't need to be hidden anymore, which is basically when the validator has actually signed the payload, which is generally called a blinded payload, blinded block. And when that block is signed and submitted, then builder actually constructs a full a block and publishes to the network as well as provide the full payload to the client, which can also construct and publish. So on a high level, these are the APIs that are out there. 
So one is to request, one is to register yourself. Then the second one is to get a payload header, which has transactions root instead of transactions, because again, the transactions should be hidden till the block has been signed and submitted to the builder. And the third, and the, so that is where the third API comes in, where you construct a blinded payload, which has transaction root instead of transactions, and you give it to the builder. And basically you get a full payload. And the last one is just to keep polling this, what is the status of the builder, because obviously you wouldn't want to interact with a builder, which is down and sort of risk losing your proposal. So as we discussed, there are two, two major parts of how the builder API works. One is build blinded block. And then the second is publish blinded block. In the build blinded block, so valid, when the validator calls to build a blinded block, then as we discussed before, builder will reply with an execution payload header, which has transactions root, and it has some bid value. And when you submit a blinded block, which has transactions root, then the builder will reply you with an execution payload that has full transactions, which you can again construct to use to construct the full block and publish it. So what is new in Capella, right? So everything else is totally the same, but additionally, now with transactions, you also get withdrawals root, which are basically withdrawals root of the withdrawals in the block. And actually this withdrawals root is not really required in the sense that the withdrawals in a block are very, very deterministic and even if the builder does not provide you with withdrawals root. You already know what withdrawal root should be. And so basically this is how you check whether when the builder has given you withdrawals root, you can match it with what you locally expect it to be. And again, moving to the second step, when you actually submit that blinded block to the builder, then it gives you full execution payload, which has transactions as well as withdrawals. So everything else remains the same. All the APIs are the same. What really changes are these extra parameters that you get in the data and that you submit. So what really is the new thing that will happen in Capella is that what is a more interesting thing that, that will happen is now is that even execution will start giving you giving you the block value. But right now what really happens is that builder gives you bid value along with the execution payload header. But when you call local execution and get a payload from it to include it in the to include it in the proposal, you only get transactions. You don't really get any block value that is out there. So you can't really compare that, okay, you know what to choose a validator basically can't really make a selection out there. Most of the times what you really do is that you put a min bid value on your local MEV relay, which basically filters out, filters out the, uh, the blocks, which don't pay you that much. But right now with Capella, what really happens is what will, what will really happen is that a new version of get payload is being introduced on the execution clients and those clients which support this get payload v2 they will all, all all they will also give you block value with it 
and you can directly compare it our validator can directly compare it with the builder bid value and basically select whatever is more profitable to it to do it in lodestar you just need to provide an extra which is minus minus builder dot selection max profit and it will basically couple onwards it will start making the selection based based on what is paying more and this is also important not only for profitability but also for censorship because a lot of the builders out there they are censored and they basically will not include some particular kind of transactions but execution clients don't have that restriction and they tend to include all the transactions that are in their mempool so what really will happen is that if your local execution client will build a better block because of the transactions that the builder is trying to exclude then basically you are also defeating censorship with this particular upgrade so what else is desirable from the builder i mean builder gives you transactions it gives it it gives you transactions route it gives you withdrawal routes and obviously it will give you the full payload as well but when you are you are trying to build a block a blinded block off from the builder by getting the header you also want a proof of the payment because right now everything is on that so there is very high trust level on the builders that you are using that whatever bit that they are they are they have included in their response that is a bit that you would get and there is some level of trust out there because proposals are very few like you know validator is getting getting to make four proposals so each proposal is very valuable and you would want that basically you you don't really have to trust that much and you can verify so early people would be able to verify it verify in in so when an execution client is making a block you will basically provide it a free recipient to which all the fees will will go but when a builder really gives you payout it gives you payout in form of a transaction so it is not that straight straightforward and you would basically expect that there is some proof of payment because if there are no transactions at the time when you have to make a decision and this is before you actually sign the block and you don't have any transactions at the time so it's pretty important that builders will start include should start including proof of payment proof of the bid value into their blocks which can be cryptographically verified on the beacon or on the validator client if we look at the ground readiness for the withdrawal builder or the capella builder builder basically i i feel that we have reached to the point where we are ready for example mev boost is being tested on ggang testnet and here is a block that was proposed by lotsaget on ggang net on testnet which was an mev boost block using the same builder flow that we talked about so what are the considerations that we have for this particular flow builder as an eco as a component in the ethereum ecosystem is a third party component what we really want to do is that we want to test not only a good flow where happy flow where everything works but we want to test where test the flows where builder doesn't work and ethereum blockchain carries on so what what is this what this particular feature is called circuit breaker and most of the clients have this 
And what really happens is that if, for example, the blocks from the builder are malformed in some way, so the clients on the network can see, okay, you know, the proposals on the networks are failing and they basically switch off the builder and they propose using only their execution client till the network is network health is back up. So most of the clients have this, and this is also being extensively tested. Another thing that requires consideration is that if, for example, builder gives you a bad block, which are able to test locally before you sign it. So you should be able to fall back on the execution client block. And this again is a feature which most of their clients will be having. But again, it, it is to be extensively tested. And obviously, the third thing is to optim to basically aggressively verify that the withdrawals route that the builder is setting, sending you is the expected withdrawals route that, that your local client will say it should be because withdrawals are very, very deterministic. There is no if and but over there. There's no chance to have a different withdrawals at, a, at any particular block. So this should be aggressively verified before even considering a builder block. So again, regress testing is going on. They have been withdrawal devnets on GTN network and they are shadow folks, mainnet shadow folks, and for which kudos to EF DevOps and all the client teams. And now the hype tests have come out, which basically test whether the all these conditions how the client is doing in all these conditions, whether there is a circuit breaker that is happening or is there a fallback on the local execution or all they matching withdrawals route with the expected withdrawals or not. Because happy flow is one thing we have to make sure that the Ethereum blockchain carries on even if the builders are not ready and even if they give us small form blocks. Right. Thank you so much. And the presentation was really beautiful. I love the builder flow or sharing the functioning of protocol. I know our podcast listener may have a hard time following it on audio only mode, but I'll make sure to add the presentation link and a video for reference. So yeah, thank you so much for that. Well, I have a few questions for you. Some, some of the questions are on high level on a builder API. So let's start with why Builder API. So building block, as we understand, is a key component of blockchain. In my mind, avoiding trust assumptions is the best way forward to provide a higher security to the network. But we know the Builder API requires a higher trust assumption than it was proposed in PBS. And yet we focused on building this API. Do you have any thoughts on why choose Builder API? I mean, ideally, we would, ideally, everyone in the Ethereum ecosystem would recommend you not to choose Builder, right? Not to choose MEV Boost because obviously that part of the component, again, as I have said, is you place is a third-party component if you consider in terms of Ethereum ecosystem and what really, what, what really are the first-party components are your consensus layer and the execution layer. And so, so again, when basically you have now asked a third party to provide you a block and they will say, okay, they will do an X payout on it. And so there are two things where you are placing your trust in them. One is that obviously they will pay you out because right now no payments proofs are included. And second, they have included all the transactions that are there 
and there is no censorship that is going on so basically what it really means that you are also trusting that okay these guys are giving you a block which carries uh, the full value so there are two two places where you are really placing the trust everything else you are able to verify because when you have transactions root you can basically verify that the rest of the state that is being generated is all good but again you don't have any view into the transactions before you actually sign and submit it to the builder so you are therefore placing a lot of trust into the builders for doing the right thing and that is something where where changes are are basically being proposed one is again to for for the builders to include payment proofs and the second thing is there are some transaction list that could be provided to the builder to include those transactions and make sure that no censorship can happen at the builder level thank you we know when builder api was introduced it was introduced as a temporary solution to like high fixed cost of efficient validator with a high trust assumption now with this capella upgrade we have added further improvements to help out with the withdrawal i see a question here in chat james if you would like to ask the question here related to withdrawal yeah how does the builder ensure that withdrawals are included so if you look at the response that the builder builder gives you so when you ask when the proposal time starts and you ask builder to give you a header which is basically an execution payload header so it has to give you a properly formatted execution payload header and for the capilla hard fork you will expect it not only to give transactions root but also the withdrawals root and as withdrawals that are there that are to be packed in the block so they are 100% deterministic and so you can easily verify whether the withdrawals root match with the expected withdrawals root so you can locally calculate that and sort of match it thank you so we were talking about specs testing earlier like the changes that has been introduced with the, the capilla upgrade we all know specs testing goes without saying for ethereum and for every minor changes we want to do double triple checks be sure about it we know that mev boost is already on jizong testnet could you maybe talk a little bit more about the match withdrawal suit feature is it already on hive or any other devnet yeah so all the clients so um, doesn't matter whether you use use builder or an execution so when a new block comes in it is very deterministic what withdrawals will get packed into it and it is sort of part of the consensus and so the next so if you mint a block and other crank other clients are trying to import that block they will very they they have to check and it is part of the spec that the expected withdrawals should match so you locally calculate what the withdrawal should be and basically then you have to match and similarly for the builders since you don't know what the withdrawals are but you can match with the withdrawals root and obviously when you get the full payload you will construct it and again it has to match that okay this these are the withdrawals that match with this withdrawal root and these are the transactions that match with this these are the transactions that match with this transaction so there there are there are spec test that are out there that will basically feed you blocks and they will basically make sure that you catch the error if there is any <clears throat> discrepancy in the withdrawal root 
also the state state also has a flag which is directly dependent upon what withdrawals are packed into that block so there is next so there is a flag to determine what is the next eligible validator for for the withdrawal and so there is some state matching that is also going on so not only it happens in the at the block level but also at the state there is some match that is going on and if the clients are not in agreement obviously the consensus will break and so we started when all the testing started we saw some of these things and then obviously we clients team went back and fixed all those issues and then we have got these spec test when we have got tests that are happening on jjang network we have the shadow forks and now we also have the hype test which basically tests the same thing so uh, talking about this hype test uh, we got to know that builder api circuit breaker testing is also going on that does it also cover the fallback on a local execution yes it covers the fallback on the local execution because when the circuit breaks then basically local execution has to pick it up right so it does cover that that thing but even without the circuit breaker getting triggered for example a client which is a validator which is basically making a proposals for example load star it will start two flows it will start a flow with a builder as well as it will it will start a build block flow with the local execution and if the builder is failing because for example it gave it didn't give withdrawals root or it gave a malformed withdrawals root then the local execution block will be picked up and i think these are the tests which are out there right now what hive is testing is that okay whether the circuit is circuit breakers are coming in to play and if they are coming into play whether the local execution client is taking over or not but even without the circuit breaker coming into play the local execution client can basically take over and say that okay if a bad block is being being given to you and if you can sort of detect it pre signing it because sometimes even a state in the block can be malformed which you can't really figure out unless you execute the transactions and since you don't have the transactions before signing it is not possible to evaluate that so unless that is the condition that is out there you will be able to figure out whether you are getting a good block or a malformed block and if that has that is the case then basically the validator should pick from the local execution and most of the client including lotstar we those test cases running in our cis and uh, uh, so i i don't really think that you know i think this is well covered with the current testing that is going on awesome that is always helpful to know all right i have a question about the future of builder api so as we know that it was added as a temporary solution the, before the merge right before the merge and we know that um, pbs at the time couldn't have been added because that required some modification to the beacon chain now that robust incentive group rig division of ethereum research is working in the direction of getting more information on pbs and having it in a better place do you pbs will replace builder api in future upgrade i mean as of now it doesn't look likely but because what really is happening is that what all these builders they have they have come up as sort of some sort of a marketplace where people submit private bundles right and then there are validators which are hooking up to that so there is some network effect that is going on over there whether the new system will be able to overcome that network effect and how actually 
the logistics of people submitting their private bundles because obviously nobody wants somebody else to front run their orders when they are trying to extract arbitrage out there on the blockchains so that is something that i'm not sure of how it will work and if there is i mean there is no clear solution onto that and so it is more a problem of <clears throat> of the ux in terms of the user flow rather than technical challenges maybe some uh, cryptography in terms of zero knowledge proofs can come over there and sort of help up help this entire process and make sure that people can submit private bundles and they don't really have to go to some proprietary marketplaces to do that so that would be awesome right i mean i don't see P- pbs proposal bundle separation to be ready right away i do not even see that coming up with the cancun upgrade or cancun danap upgrade yeah this could be maybe more in a long term yeah all right for people interested in learning more about proposal builder separation or pbs check out episode 93 on pbs with barnabe manath on pepenny all right it's time to wrap up is there anything that you would like to add or share with the ethereum community yeah so what i would like to share is that please go to clientdiversity.com and look at the clients that are out there and pick up a minority client combination and done it and belonging from the lordstar team i would definitely bet for lordstar and as you can see lordstar is also capella ready in terms of all the features and in terms of builder flow as well so please don't hesitate and try it out on testnet and if you like it then on mainnet go for it absolutely and to add on here ethereum caterers are currently running a survey on client diversity in which we options for you to share what you are expecting for from your client both on execution layer and on consensus layer so if you haven't taken the survey consider taking out time and respond to the survey to let your client provider know what is your expectation and also do not forget to kudos with the whatever feature you are enjoying the link will be available in the description So yeah, check it out. Gajinder Singh, we appreciate you taking out time to talk us about the sidecar to Ethereum chain. I hope to see you again on show with a different topic. Thanks, Vijay. Always pleasure to be here. According to the Ethereum Builder API Specs repository, the Builder API is an interface for consensus layer clients to source block builds by external entities. The operational functioning does not affect users or validators directly. However, understanding the workflow increases the transparency and the trust on the robust Ethereum blockchain. How do you like today's non-EIP episode? What topic you would like us to cover next? Let us know in the comment below. If you want to learn about latest Ethereum research topics, subscribe to Ethereum Catalyst YouTube today. Reach us at eCatherine's Discord to follow the amazing world of Ethereum cat herding. We'll be back with another interesting Ethereum topic, so stay tuned and keep sharing your love with Ethereum cat herders. Cheers.